Do you have questions about the unknown that have never been answered? Tired of going to psychics and wishing you could develop your own intuition? Then Messages from the Other Side podcast is the answer. Weekly episodes feature psychic medium Simone Salmon, combining her gifts of storytelling and mediumship to narrate real communications with ghosts or angels and interviews with spiritual truth seekers to get the answers you need. So subscribe on Apple Podcast and Anchor FM or go to www.simonesalmon.com. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for listening in. Today's show will be focused on an interview that I did with Sunny Dawn Johnson in 2013 when I had my teleseminar series. And Sunny is going to be talking about angels and miracles. So sit back and enjoy. I want to again just let you know that I am so appreciative of you listening in. Please remember to share the show with your friends and family and to subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Anchor FM. Also, if you so desire, please contribute by supporting the podcast. That will enable me to bring in more spiritual thought seekers for interviews and to get more people on the show for readings. So if you so desire, please do support us on Anchor FM. This is Psychic Medium Simone, and you're listening to Messages from the Other Side. Episode 5, Angels and Miracles with Sunny Dawn Johnston. When I was a teenager is when things opened up for me. That's when I realized, um, and not really very happily realized, um, that I was different, that I was having experiences that, that other people didn't necessarily have, and that wasn't um, comfortable for me. Uh, so I, I lived in what I would just say kind of a place of denial uh, because I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't um, necessarily want to have of these experiences. So I think that I did know, I started seeing, um, we had a a ghost that lived in our house when I was 13, and I started seeing her. She lived on the corner of the stairs, and I I would see her, and I knew that not everybody saw um, people like that. My brother did, though, and he was eight years younger than I was, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not crazy then. Um, And and I talked to a few people about it, which was where I made my... um, um, major change in my life because when I started talking about the fact that I was seeing, you know, this this dead lady in our house and, and I started talking about seeing my guardian angel that I had seen um, in the middle of the night, then the people who had been my friends uh, no longer could come and hang out, no longer could play, no longer could uh, be involved because um, it was weird. It was woo-woo. And, you know, I was raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, too. So it was very uh, not normal, right? So I really did um, struggle so much with with um, having these gifts that for so long I really tried to ignore them. I tried. I didn't do a great job, but I did try to ignore them. Mm, wow. So you could physically see angels. Well, not always, but I I had my first experience, I did physically see um, my guardian angel. I I literally, I went to bed one night, and um, I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I rolled over, and I saw the clock, and when I rolled over, 
there was this beautiful, colorful, winged being above my bed. And um, I was like, you know, kind of shocked, and but not scared at all. And as I sat there, it was so uh, comforting and calming and relaxing that I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. But I just really wasn't aware of, like, what was really happening. But I was so calm and relaxed, I literally rolled over and went back to sleep. And I woke up the next morning, and I thought, okay, wait a minute. That wasn't a dream. I remember it very clearly. I looked at the clock. I saw it. And I thought, well, then what was it? And, I, and that minute kind of freaked me out. I went downstairs, and I told my mom what had happened. And she said, well, Sunny, that was your guardian angel. And... For some reason, it never even occurred to me that I had a guardian angel. I think a lot of times in my life I was kind of felt alone and a little bit victimish, and so I thought, oh, I, I didn't even know I had one. And she went on to tell me that two hours earlier at 11 o'clock, she had gone into my room and prayed over me. And she'd asked God and the angels, and we didn't talk about angels or anything, so I don't know why she asked God and the angels that particular day, but she did to surround me and to protect me. And so I awoke two hours later to the manifestation of her prayer. And wow, that opened the doors. That was like, okay, I can't deny it. I saw it. I felt it. I experienced it. And then when she told me she'd been in there, that was even more. So it was the beginning of, of a lifelong journey, really. Lifelong journey. And... I guess your mom was also into metaphysics because I, I can't even imagine going to my mom and saying, you know, well, I had this dream and, you know, what's going on? And she's like, oh, that's just your gardening. I, I can't imagine. So I'm assuming your mom was also in from the metaphysical. She, you know, she was. She had, um, both of my parents were raised in Utah. They both were raised Mormon. Um, and they both left the church at the same time that they met, which was about 16, 17. And so my mom had gone on... Um, a spiritual quest to um, to find her truth. And when I was about six uh, is when she came into and kind of settled onto New Age metaphysics. And so she had explored some of those types of things. She was, ha she was going to a class, like an underground psychic class, so to speak, and would see astrologers and numerologists and things like that. So I had been exposed to that kind of um, lifestyle for, for several years before then, but was always very skeptical myself. So it wasn't really my thing. I, I, I didn't really, I hadn't had experiences that I believed. And, um, and I, I'm a feeler, I'm clairsentient, so I would feel people's pain and people's sadness, and it, that never felt like a gift to me. You know, they'd always talk about being intuitive as being a gift, and so because I always felt like crap, and um, never could coordinate or, or, or connect it with being a gift. So I kind of pushed against it and denied it for a long time. Okay. Before we get even further into angels, I wanted to ask you, because you are a psychic medium, is there a difference between being intuitive and psychic? Are they the same? And if there is a difference, what is the difference? Well, so this is why I, I oftentimes ask my audience that same question. What, what, what's, this, what's intuitive? Gut feeling and knowing things before they happen. What's psychic? Gut feeling, knowing things before they happen. But they are different because there's a different energy associated with them. Uh, a lot of people will own intuition. 
they'll own being intuitive. It's like a natural sense, that sixth sense, that mother's intuition, mother's instinct. So that feels safer to them. Psychic, for a lot of people, feels um, stronger, feels a little bit scarier, and it has a negative connotation. Um, because of, you know, stories from the past and people have the, the vision of the gypsies or something like that and they think of, of psychics as kind of taking their money and different things like that, which is not the case. So they mean the same thing, but the energy associated with them is very different. So I tell people to use the, the word that feels comfortable to you. Um, because then you'll expand it. So meaning at the beginning when I first started doing this, I didn't like psychic either. Um, because it was strong and it had some negative connotation, it didn't feel good, and people's you know ears would pop out when you said the word. And now I like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll get, you know, I'll wake you up a little. So I think that's a great question. I've never been asked that, um, and I, and I love that because it does. We do need to clarify that. So everybody is intuitive. Everybody, it's it's a gift. It's you are spirit embodied, and so. Because you are spirit embodied, you are connected to spirit. And the way we're connected is, is the way that we hear and receive our messages through our intuition. That's the same thing as psychic. Um, but whatever feels comfortable for you works for me. Okay. Okay. Going back to angels and uh, archangels specifically, are there certain principles or uh, methods because I know a lot of people want to contact their angels, but are not privy to that energy. What can people do to start uh, tapping into the frequency so that they can see or hear or feel their angel? Well, so there are different uh, ways we can do this, um, and they can be formal or they can be very informal. Um, the most informal way is just to ask, ask for support, ask for guidance, ask for help, ask for a sign, ask for a message, but be open to what form it comes in. Um, there can be a very formal invocation. Uh, you know, the name of my book is Invoking the Archangels, and the reason I titled it that is because a lot of people want the organization. They want the the step by step by step by step. How do I do this? And so this book is is a, a step process of how to call in the angels. Is it necessary? No. Do you have to know which angel for which issue? No. But do we as human beings have a tendency to want that, need that? Even I, I absolutely would say yes. So I think that the most important thing is just to ask. But the way we ask can be different. It can be help me, which is a prayer. Um, it can be um, I invoke the blue light of Archangel Michael to surround and protect me from any negative energy seen or unseen. It could be, hey, Mike, help me. I, so it can be any form. It's just doing it, just asking. That's so important. Why does it seem as if angels always appear whenever you are, I guess, in greatest need? Like if you're, you know, sometimes on very, very ill or I know once I had an angel appear to me when there was this horrible snowstorm and I was stuck, my car was stuck in the middle of the street and I had been praying. It was about two or three in the morning. I was coming home from work. It was late at night. And, you know, I was just praying, please just get me home safely, Lord. And I just kept saying that thing. I, I got to the, like, maybe 10 feet away from my driveway, and my car got stuck in the middle of the street. And out of nowhere, I got out of the car, and 
out of nowhere, this tow truck appeared. And this guy shoveled the entire driveway. He, I mean, he cleared everything out. I pulled my car in, and if I got out to say thank you, he was gone. No mm-hmm. truck, no lights, nothing going down the street, nothing. So I knew it was an angel. I just knew it was an angel because I never saw the person again, and I live in a small neighborhood. Why do they always appear when you're, like, in need? Is, is, is that, like, their job to, like, always be there to help you when you're at your lowest? I think it's because that's usually when we ask. So we don't usually ask when things are going great. We're like, yep, I'm in control. I got this. I'm great. I'm. It's when things aren't working, when things are challenging, when we're having difficulties, when we're sick, when we're dying, when we're whatever, breaking up, that we ask. And so when we ask, we receive. Well, most people don't ask on a day-to-day basis. You know, I never realized that. I asked. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? I mean, isn't that great, though, that, oh, wow, you know, here I've been thinking about it, and it just kind of sneaks up. But I, I really do think that's why. And so the, 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 one of the lessons in that, one of the things that we could learn from that is don't wait until you're on your deathbed or don't wait until – um, you're you're in you know extreme pain or sadness or depression. Ask as soon as you're feeling that 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 disconnect or that resistance. Ask for help. We'll be right back after the break. Now the other question that I wanted to ask is, why not just go to the to the source? Why do why even? call on our angels? Why not just go directly to the source? I mean, what what is the point of the angels being that intermediate kind of, you know, guardian, I guess, of, you know, I go to this person for help or, you know, I can ask this person for help first. Why not just go to the source? You know what? I so appreciate that question. So I'm really glad you asked it. Um, there's no reason why not to. Do it. Go. Okay. That, that works too. Um, and, and I really, really believe that. Um, I think that, you know, for me, the angels were safer. Um, it felt more gentle. Um, it felt more, I felt more deserving. You know, in, in my growing up years, the God of my understanding at that time um, was not a um, loving, kind God. It was a punish, punishment and judgment and critical um, God. And so, I never would have felt worthy of even asking for help in that way. And the angels were kind of a buffer for me. So I always tell people, you know, if you feel guided to go straight to the source, go. Um, there's no reason to have to work with the angels. But if you feel guided to work with the angels, that your intuition's talking to you. If you feel um, a, a, a resonation um, it, it, with the angels, then it's probably your spirit saying, hey, this you need that support or that unconditional love, and that's something that the angels can offer that sometimes people can accept more. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, Sunny, I know you're also a medium. Mm-hmm. What what exactly? I mean, I know what a, you know, I, I think I know anyway. <laughs> Maybe you should explain it. I think I know what a medium is, but how do you distinguish between? angels and, and spirits, how do you know the difference? Is it, is it a different energy? Is it a, how do you know the difference? Well, so 
the, the way you know the difference is by, by vibration. So, you know, in my book, I've got a vibrational scale. And in the vibrational scale, is um, it's a vertical scale, and it's really just to give people an understanding. It doesn't mean that the things at the top are better or worse than the things that are at the bottom, but it's a vertical scale. The bottom of that vertical scale are us, physical beings. And the reason that we're at the bottom is because we're dense. We have dense energy. That That is um, what our vibration is. We are spirit embodied, but because we are embodied, the body itself um, creates density. So we're at the bottom. The next vibration above us are spirit guy, or our, our deceased loved ones. Deceased loved ones um, walked a physical journey like we are now um, and chose to um, transition in whatever way they did. And so they are, you know, they've dropped their bodies, so there they are in the next vibration above us. They, they automatically raise vibrations simply because um, they dropped their body. Okay, simply because they dropped their body. So the next vibration above that are spirit guides. Spirit guides have walked the physical earth, dropped their body, became a deceased loved one, and then chose to be a teacher, a, a guide for others. Sometimes those are our loved ones. Sometimes they're not. Um, the next vibration above that are the ascended masters. And then we move up to the angels and to the archangels and then to the God of your understanding. And so the purpose of kind of creating that vibrational scale is to say that we as physical beings, we're dense. We're down here in these bodies. The way that we, what we need to do in order to, to talk to our deceased loved ones, in order to connect and feel and see the angels, is we just got to raise our vibration. It's that simple because it's all about vibration. So if we raise our vibration, then we can connect and communicate with the vibrations above us, um, the angels, our guides, our deceased loved ones, whoever we whoever we choose. And how do we go about raising our vibration? What do we have to do to raise our vibration? Well, so that's also a great question. And what do we have to do? We um, most people will say meditate, pray, be a good person, um, do what's right, and I will say have fun. Just have fun. Be in joy. If you are in joy, your vibration, joy is the highest form of love. The highest expression of love is joy. And if you want to raise your vibration, the fastest way to raise your vibration is to be in joy. So joy is an expression of love. Correct. I did not know that. Yes, yes, it's an expression of love. So if we are in joy, our vibration begins to raise. And when our vibration begins to raise, then we can connect and communicate and feel and see and hear and know all of the um, vibrations above us. Beautiful. Sunny, I know that you have this fantastic organization and before we get into that part of the discussion can you share with us any miracle stories that you might have that stand out in your mind right now oh miracle stories sure i know i got lots of miracle stories um i'll share the one that's the most popular and i did write about this in my book in in detail but i'll give you the the, the basics of it um when i was a uh, teenager uh i um 
was a pregnant teenager, and so at 18 years old, I found myself in an unhealthy um, alcoholic relationship with a musician who didn't work. And um, and so when I found out I was pregnant, I was not excited. I was scared to death and angry and frustrated and and um, uh, very, very, very unprepared to be a mother. And so um, within a few months, because I really do believe that um, the way we think creates the way we feel, and I had a lot of negative, stinking, thinking, toxic um, kinds of thoughts, and so I manifested um, toxemia. So at four months pregnant, I was on um, complete bed rest um, for the rest of my pregnancy, and that toxemia turned into preeclampsia, which turned into eclampsia, which is um, where it, it can be fatal to the mother and the child. And um, and so I had to be taken care of. I had to move back in with my parents. It was a very uncomfortable situation. So when I went into labor with my son, um, I had a stroke. And wow. um, I did recover from the stroke. The stroke didn't actually cause me um, too much of a problem. Uh, they did an emergency C-section. They took the baby. I woke up the next day. I had a son. Um, but the problem was that within a couple of days, I developed a 106.3 degree temperature. And that that temperature, they could not find a source of. They actually went back into the incision. They went back to see if they'd left a sponge or something inside of me when they when they had done the surgery. Um, they couldn't find any source of infection, yet I had oozing green infection from my chest to my knees. And wow. So they... Um, so I had that temperature for almost three weeks without it ever breaking. And I was out of my body most of that time, very, very um, disconnected from my body because I was very sick. And, you know, they, they would come in and clean my wounds like they clean a burn victim's wounds. And it was wow. very painful. So I think I checked out a lot. But the day before Mother's Day, they, the doctors came into my um, my hospital room and they said to me, um, we need you to sign this piece of paper. And this piece of paper was to sign the rights away to my son because I was a single mom and I didn't, I hadn't listed his father as, as um, on the birth certificate um, and they needed to know what to do with him because they didn't think I was going to live. And they had no, um, nothing else that they could do for me. And so they were going to take me off of antibiotics and take me off of the medication um, because there was, they, they tried everything they could. And they left, and I sat in my bed, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, like, I'm really sick. I didn't realize I was that sick, like dead sick. And, you know, and I'm 18 and naive, so that helped, I'm sure. And I, I thought, oh, my God, what, what do you do when you're at the place that people go to get better and they can't make you better? Wow. What, what do you do? And so I, I just said, my God, just help me. And I just, you know, I said it from my heart. I, not from a victim place, but from an absolute yearning of please help me. And I didn't know who I was talking to or what I was saying. I mean, I was so out of it. But within a few minutes, I had this presence in my room. And I saw the color green. And I felt the presence of Archangel Raphael, who I had felt before. Um, but this was this powerful, powerful energy, and I was guided to open my arms out as if I was, you know, like wide open receiving, and I felt this presence. It was like somebody was breathing life into me. That's how it felt, and I could see the color green, 
Um, and I felt like I was like this, this energy of life was moving into my body. And, and that went on for 12 hours. And wow. the next morning, because um, that was, you know, in late afternoon, the next morning, at like 5 in the morning, the nurse came to check on me, and my fever had broke for the first time in three weeks. And that was Mother's Day, my first Mother's Day. And oh, so my God. that was a miracle. <laughs> that was and the an doctors came in, and, they, and that's exactly what they said. They said, you know, we can't explain this. It doesn't make sense. They had taken me off of antibiotics. Um, like we, we don't even know how this happened. And so they use the term miracle and, and I agree that it's a miracle, but I knew why I knew why it happened. And it happened number one, because I asked for help. Number two, because I allowed myself to receive it. And, um, and number three, because I, um, I opened my heart. Like I asked for a place of my heart, not a place of my head. Oh my goodness. That, wow. That's an amazing story. That is, Wow. Well, and, and it is an amazing story, and this is what I'll tell you is I have lots of them. So you don't you don't only get one per lifetime. And, oh yes. Um, yes. And, and and everybody has miracles in their life every day, just little baby miracles, you know. Um, and maybe Thank sometimes you. people will feel like, well, then that takes the the excitement and the power of the miracle away. But we are miracles just being here. It, it, it's Thank just you so much for saying that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank it's you. It's just spirit in action. That's all it is. It's spirit in action. That's what a miracle I, is, in, in my opinion. Yes. I often say just the fact that you are able to breathe while you're sleeping, your body knows to continue breathing, that you can get up and take another breath of air, that you can see, that you can feel, that you can – these are all miracles. And I think yes. once you can – accept the miracles on that level because that's such a mundane level. You know, that's just like, oh, it's just, you know, this is normal, but it's not normal. It is really not normal to be able to get up and walk and move. Some people can't walk. Some right. people can't see. Some people can't feel the way that we can feel. And those are amazing miracles. Yes, absolutely. So, so when, we can, when we can start owning that, you know, and saying, you know what, there's all kinds of miracles happening, just little teeny ones, you know, a miracle of when you you um, bump into your best friend from 25 years ago that you haven't heard of or seen, you know. I mean, there's, yes. they're, they're constantly happening. Yes, 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 yes. And so we want to bring more of them in. I mean, this is a miracle fest, right? So we want to, we want to bring more and more and more of those in. And, and when you start thinking that way, you bring more, you attract more of them to you also, like, Wait a minute. I I am a miracle. I mean, yeah, I might have a little, you know, a, a little problem with my hip, or I might have, you know, losing some hair, or I might have some cellulite, or whatever your story is. But look at look at you. You know, we're amazing, amazing beings. Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening in. Remember to join in next week as we continue Sunny's interview where she talks about her group that helps to find missing people. This is Psychic Medium Simone, and you've been listening to Messages from the Other Side.